Welcome back to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing Netflix's 19th film, the 2016 sci-fi action film Spectral, directed by Nick Matu, starring James Badge Dale, Max Martini, Emily Mortimer, and Bruce Greenwood. Welcome, fellow hosts. G'day, boys. Hey, how you going? Good to be back again. Yes, absolutely. Next sci-fi after arc. Yes, this is our yeah. second sci-fi. Second sci-fi. Second sci-fi. Yeah. And what are we up to? 18, 19? 19. 19. I'm glad you listened to my intro. <laughs> <laughs> Must have just zoned out there. That's, that's all right. I, I won't put as much effort into my intro next week. I, I enjoyed it, Jesse. <laughs> I was listening. I generally do. Oh, yeah. You know what? It doesn't even ring a bell either. <laughs> I think I was checking that the timer was on. <laughs> oh, good time. So, yeah, number 19. So, um, getting there. Oh, well. Let's go around the table, do our fast flicks, quick summary of the film. Hita, hit us off. All right, so... An engineer joins a special ops team to go behind enemy lines to find a missing team. During the mission, they encounter the enemy that killed their brothers and are faced with the fight of their lives. Brothers. Good film. Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it, that is honestly... <laughs> if you haven't seen Brothers, that is an absolutely fantastic movie. It's a very good film. Yeah. All right, MJ, go. <laughs> um, so this is the Fast Flicks for Spectral, not Brothers. This supernatural sci-fi masquerading as a war film has all the ingredients for an enjoyable time at the movies, or in this case, on the couch. Uh, When a spirit-like enemy is causing a special ops unit headaches and significant casualties, they call in guru engineer Dr. Klein to figure out what the hell is going on. The deeper they dig, the closer to hell they get. All right, I'm going to go. So, a military intervention leads to the discovery of a ghost-like enemy. What do these ghosts want, and can they be defeated? At least one of these questions will be answered. Cool. I like the questions in your past <laughs> yeah. weeks. Yeah. You're bringing them back. Yeah, you even... I tried to go an MJ Whack this time. Yeah. And it... <laughs> that didn't sound like didn't it. Didn't sound like it. I no. meant to change my tone a bit. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you got to be really subjective. Yeah, I'll tell you what. All right, so let's uh, have a little chat about anything it's, that we've learned. It's interesting, like it's a sci-fi, but it still definitely had like these supernatural elements to it. And yeah. I was trying to think of... You know, how often sci-fis and supernatural stuff really cross? I, I couldn't think of many many times where this has kind of happened. And I know at the end of the day, it wasn't really supernatural because it yeah. was something that was man-made. But for the majority of the film, you're thinking, oh, this is this is a ghost. Yeah. I, I kind of like that mix. And I've never been a huge sci-fi fan, and um, which I think is probably a dirty line when people say, oh, I don't like yeah. sci-fi movies. And I'm starting to really think about, you know... You, that's Just because you like yeah. drama movies doesn't mean you like all drama movies. If you've mm. got comedy movies, you don't like them all. So um, I think it's worth keeping an open mind that sci-fi movies can be super different and you can like one and hate another one. And um, I really like this one and I don't know if it was the supernatural side of it or um, what it was, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. No, I don't want to get in it too early, but um, this to me, this is... Um on the poor end of sci-fi. Like, if you like a good sci-fi, this is not... A, like, yeah. I struggle to see this as a a good sci-fi. It's a, it's a, it's, I wouldn't classify it as a sci-fi, is what I'm trying to say. Well, it was a war film. It was a war, a war movie. I mean, I think I saw somewhere it was described as a supernatural black hole down. Yep. That's what they kept... They kept marketing it as yeah. like when they were filming it. Um, <laughs> which... But it is a Which sci-fi. would have me all in straight away. I'm like, <laughs> supernatural black hole down. I am in... It's it's definitely a sci-fi though. Like it can't not be a sci-fi. Yeah, like yeah. it is, but it's just, it, it's a whole, a whole bunch of different genres yeah. in one. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll get into that a little bit more. Let's let's talk about what we found out about this film. Did you Google spectral? 
Uh, sorry, dictionary. Did you did you stand <laughs> yeah, I, up? I didn't walk go over to the dictionary. Tell us what you found. What did you find? So I didn't think about it until the first time they said the word spectral, and I was like, "Oh yeah, what the hell does it even mean?" Like I I literally didn't know, and it the meaning is of or like a ghost. Huh. So a spectral is that something fits. that's like good. a ghost. It's good. Um, and I kind of wish I had done that at the start because I, I didn't think that I didn't actually know what spectral meant, um, and hmm. it would have been clear <laughs> yeah. so i reckon the the most obvious thing to talk about with this is that universal pictures originally funded this put it together we're gonna, it. they we're, did everything yeah mm. we're gonna put it in the cinemas and then they decided to offload it um and obviously netflix have picked it up um i didn't know this before i watched the film so when i saw at the start the legendary logo came across i was like oh um you know legendary pictures pretty well-known um production company this could be you know could be good so um yeah obviously um universal didn't didn't see it fit into their release schedule, I guess. Yeah, I think they Netflix, Netflix put it out about a year later as well. I think they held on to it for a while. Hmm. Had a big budget, obviously. I don't think they held on to it. I think, yeah. I think Universal held on to it for oh, a long okay. time. Yeah, and then, say, because I think that's all, the filming was finished in August yeah. 2015. So it was going to release in December 2016. It was going to release in like 2016 yeah. Yeah. In, for Univer- okay. in cinemas. Yep. And then they just yep. bailed on it. Had a um, $70 million budget. Whew. It's the most. I reckon be the biggest. We, Netflix obviously, films. we don't know necessarily yeah, Netflix yeah. budgets, um, but I would be. I think we'd be hard pressed to have found a budget in the first twenty films, films. Yeah. in this one. I've done my little budget comparison again. Just oh, so good. Con- I love that. Contest. I like these. These are good. It's an easy win, but it's on the same <laughs> scale as Triple X, Ocean's Eight, Inglorious Bastards, Die Hard Two. SWAT, Sleepy Hollow, Olympus Has Fallen, just to name a few. That Gee, some good movies. Big, big Atlas. Sort of list. Yeah, and I, you know what? I, I, like that list. I noticed from the very first scene, the first thing I thought was, this film has a budget. Like mm. You could tell straight away. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see if Michael Bay's name was going to end up anywhere <laughs> in there. But, um, it feels like a Michael Bay kind of movie, doesn't it? <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because the, the films that we've watched you know, aren't as pretty and and mm. a lot of special effects but this one really stood out for me i'm like okay this film's had some money which is nice i thought um so in netflix in feb 2017 they released this prequel comic for um called spectral ghosts of war and they made it you know available digitally um mm. i was keen to have a look but i wasn't going to pay for it that was i that was, my issue. I, was I was thinking the exact same thing and i was hoping you were going to say you did because no. I, like, <laughs> I can see this prequel story being pretty interesting like because they never really talk about how it all started. Yeah. You just no, know that just know the, the army yeah. has built these weapons, so yeah. to speak. Um, and I looked at the front cover of the comic, and it had like the kids, the, the two kids that they found in the in the film were part of it. So you get to see their story. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. I wonder how successful it was. And like you were talking before, Hedda, like um, so this was obviously filmed in twenty fourteen. Um, so that James Badgedale and Max Martini both appeared in 13 Hours yeah. together and that was released before it, even though this was... Yeah, exactly, before, yeah. Before it was, yeah. It was interesting. Um, Ped Jackson's workshop in New Zealand, Weta Workshop, mm-hmm. they did all the um, the futuristic weapons and the visual effects for the film, so... Um, Which were pretty cool. They were good. They, they, they were cool. The weapons they were cool. at the end were so badass. Yeah. Like, they're walking... When they first come out and the, like, that last scene, they come out on like the... Um, that big walkway that they yeah. go down. Those guns are like the size of a child. They <laughs> were <laughs> <That's so> awesome. <laughs> um, so in the film, there's that there's that mention and you know this whole weapon that they're creating the the Bose Einstein condensate thing. Um, and I was like, I'm a little bit intrigued by this sort of thing. Like, so I, I had a little bit of a look at it, and you know, um, sometimes that it's called the fifth state of matter. So that you got your solids, your liquids, your gas, and your plasmas. And then um, Einstein and this guy, um, 
those in the twenties were putting together this idea about this, um, you know, this fifth matter, which I thought was pretty cool. So they actually included something that's a little bit realistic. Okay. Um, and like the techniques to find the suitable material. So obviously it's a man-made matter um, and it happened in 1995. And the guy oh, okay. actually um, did this, um, got a Nobel Prize in physics in 2001 for putting together this idea that Einstein wow. came up with in the 20s. So there effectively wow. is a fifth matter now, man-made of. of as man-made matter, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. That is super fascinating. I wish I'd have looked into that. I asked a colleague at work who's a science teacher, uh-huh. um, had no idea what I was talking about, but really? I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I must admit, when they, when they were talking about it, I, I always assumed it was a real thing because you don't just throw around Einstein because you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. That's fascinating. Yeah. Anything else? What do you, what do you guys think about the critical consensus of this film? So Rotten Tomatoes had it 75%, but again, only on eight reviews. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and the Rotten Tomatoes had over 4,000 or nearly 4,000 um, user reviews at about 52%. That, that's about right with Letterboxd. It was on a 2.7 on Letterboxd. And IMDb 6.3 with 42,000 ratings. It's slightly a bit higher than Letterboxd then, yeah. Yeah, and obviously a few more people watched it than some of the films we've talked about recently. Yeah, it's well. pretty, pretty popular <clears throat> film based on those ratings. I certainly don't remember hearing about it though back in no. 2016. Um I think, like, obviously, in Australia recently, when Annihilation came out, there was heaps of chat about that because it was, I guess, it was theatrically released overseas. But I know some of some of these can feel like an easy win if you're a, just a film goer that enjoys watching at home and going, "Oh, mm. these guys have put this massive film together, and I get to watch it just as part of my subscription." Mm. Yeah. Um. So, filmed in uh, Budapest in Hungary and Slovakia. Yeah. There was a scene in the film where. Um, they're in this like square where they're, they're having that big fight off with all the, um, you know, all the tanks come in and oh, yeah. they're trying to get away. That reminded me of Goldeneye like so much. Like <laughs> James Bond Goldeneye is like a similar scene. And I was like, Pierce Brosnan comes through with this tank and clean. I was like, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. I looked it up, but um, it wasn't the same Not place. The same place. <laughs> but when, I liked it. when they left that building, um, <coughs> because they effectively had to leave because all the say, spectrals were coming down and they mm. ran out. That reminded me of, um, Hunger Games, like the final Hunger Games when they're just on the run in this desolate, like, uh, yeah. abandoned city. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? No. So, uh, we'll have, let's have a look at the characters, I guess. What, what did we like? Who didn't we like? MJ, have you got some thoughts? I certainly liked the name of Major Sessions <laughs> combined with his voice. Like, it felt like he was, like, a video game character. He, he, he plays a great soldier in a lot of movies, <laughs> that guy. Max Martini. He's just a good... Soldier actor. His voice was so. It was like he was taking the piss with his voice sometimes. <laughs> but I, I, I liked it. As soon as he said Major Sessions, I, I seriously chuckled. I was like, Major <laughs> Sessions. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I'm, I liked um, Clayne Crawford, um, who played Sergeant Toll. Uh, Max Gorn. Yeah. I honestly, the whole yeah. time, I, I just called him Max Gorn. Yeah, yeah. He looks like the big yeah. Melbourne rapper. He, he does look like Max Gorn, yeah. yeah. I like. I like him. I actually think he's a pretty decent actor. Um, he's in the uh, the Lethal Weapon TV show. Okay. Plays uh, Martin Ricks. I think in the first season or two, he's been fired since. I think he's a bit of a jerk uh, <laughs> just in real life. Um, but I, I really like, I thought he was a pretty decent actor in that. And seeing him again here in this, probably the first time I've seen him since that. And again, I, I thought he was a pretty good actor. Yeah, he was good. And um, yeah, I, I liked, liked his character. I liked, uh, to be honest, I liked a lot of the characters. No, I mean, I didn't really love any of them. They weren't nothing amazing, but yep. just just good, solid characters. I thought I, I liked most of them. I I wasn't a massive fan of the Fran female character from the CIA. Um, and when we get to yeah. scenes later on that sort of stood out, um, 
I, I thought like she was just put in as this token sort of female. She didn't seem to have yeah. a lot of yeah. lines. Just, she and... just had these coincidental sort of things, and I thought her storyline mm. was a little bit weak. Um, and um, I'm going to refer to him as the Avatar dude, Bruce Greenwood. Um, I thought oh, yeah. I thought he was his role was cringeworthy. Did my head in, but we'll talk about that when there's we talk about some scenes. Yeah, later sure. On. We should talk about Klein, obviously being the yeah the yeah, main the main, main character. It I was found, good. I liked him. The character was like I, I liked him too, but I think I liked him because I just got sucked into like the Hollywood side of things. Yeah, but he was this like badass, fearless, like brooding lone wolf kind of guy. But he was like this really smart engineer. He's just like an engineer, yeah. But they just like threw him into this war situation. He was just like, yeah, whatever. He seems so comfortable. So he in was war. so chill. Like <laughs> they're going out. They made mention about he'd never touched a gun or something. Almost. Yeah. And yeah. there was a scene where they give him a gun. He goes point and shoot. Yeah, point yeah. and shoot. Like, <laughs> but he was just which so, was a funny scene. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was just I guess yeah compared to other war movies when you got people who aren't soldiers going out and they're fearful of their wives and stuff. This guy was just like yeah sure. Even you know? when all the other soldiers are like. We are getting like destroyed by this, yeah. you know, whatever it is. He was yeah, still really s- cool and casual yeah. about it, and he's out there. He's out there filming it. Yeah. He's right there. <laughs> yeah, he's just got his big camera instead of a gun. And-, and I think, yeah, if I wanted a nitpick, I'd be like, "Come on, this guy doesn't exist in real life." Yeah. But with that said, I thought um, he felt like he honestly felt like a Hollywood star in this film. He felt mm. like the guy that yeah, you come come to the, come to the movies to go and see. Yeah, and um, I, I would definitely keep him. You know, my back pocket for to see how he goes in in other in other films. I'd love to see him do something bigger. I thought he was really good. Um, director, again, this is that Netflix feel that we speak about every single but week. But it's not mm. it's not Netflix giving true. them that role. True, yeah, this is, true. So it's up. a separate situation. But Netflix still, you know, willing to take on a film that's directed by yeah. a first time director. Yeah, on his debut. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, any other actors, people that we could consider? The the film reminded me very much of Elysium with Matt. Da- um, Matt Damon, um, that sort of technological sort of thing. Yeah. So it begs the question, when when was this based? Do you think this was like based in the future? And if it's so, it wouldn't have been far. I, I reckon it's based pretty present. So did I, so yeah. it, it seemed really present day. But there was a reference I made at the very start about the 90s. Yeah. And he said something like, oh, this is what you had to do back in the 90s. Yeah. Which makes me feel like, okay, it could be today. Yeah. I made some comment about Rwanda as well at the start in that lab. And I was yeah. like... Um, like I've done a fair bit of Rwanda and so it's like, oh, the 90s, yeah, 90s again. Yeah. So, yeah. All, I mean, at, at the start, all, like, all just the soldiers, just their normal guns and weapons seemed pretty modern. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't, there was no talk about this and even like the war zone and the, and the people in there were pretty standard civilians yeah. and whatnot. So. It, it, it didn't seem like a futuristic No, it didn't. Film. Going into the film, I just assumed it would have been. Mm. And even that very first scene where he's walking in the dark through the rubble um, you're like, oh, when's this base? This is obviously yeah. this new warfare, but no, which is kind of cool as well. I like that. All right. Any, we'll talk about some scenes. Let's do it. Yeah. Stand, standout scenes. What, what, what do we like about this film? Where do you start, Jesse? Yeah. Uh, just the battle scenes. The battle scenes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's no surprise. The, um, so I think the, the, the first one where they first go into the house, when they're looking for the guys and you've got the guys hiding under the, the bathtub and then, you know, the, the, the spectrals they come out and that that fight scene really like it was that. amazing and they're just really picking good. them off one by one just yeah <laughs> just, oh. just flying through them all yeah. and oh it's great and yeah. even when they come out and they're kind of out at the entrance of the building as well yeah and it's still it going mayhem ah oh, great scene great I, scene the opening scene I was I was in from the start mm-hmm. um and I like the way. Firstly, I'm like this is this is like a video game this is similar <laughs> yeah. to what I've made sessions there but. 
I really like the way that they had that opening scene and he gets killed and they have this massive musical interlude that goes into the title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be in the cinema so yeah. badly right now. <laughs> I like a good film that has like a pre-title um, scene. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. really cool. That was cool. Um, the the scene that you talked about before when the when the tanks come in. Yeah. So when they're, they're fleeing, they're fighting, the tanks come in, the ghosts, the spectrals are trying to get to the tanks, the chopper comes in and you got the... Um, Klein, who's got his belt of his dirty bombs and he smashes it so and the, the chopper blows it. all the lead into it. That was the best him. shot of the whole thing. Oh, film. God, that was good, yeah. yeah. That, that was a really good shot of him smashing it going. That, that, I thought that was really good. I wanted to stand up and clap. Yeah, that was, was fantastic. It looked so cool. Yeah. I liked the... Um, that Aratari, the local myth story. I thought that was cool, like the ghosts of war. And that, yeah. I liked that really well. I liked how they, they mentioned that at the start with the kids and then... Um, and then there was like that really good connection at the end where they see all those fused bodies and it's like, you know, the bodies, they're not alive or dead, they're trapped. And it was like this good connection that they'd made throughout the whole film. So I thought those two scenes were good where they spoke about that. Mm. There's a scene also to that where when he first comes in, when Klein first comes in and sees the footage, yep. um, they're like, what do you think it is? I yeah. loved it how he's like, you're trying to see the enemy, so you see the enemy. You know, they're trying to see this, they're trying to see this. I really like that because it, it broke it down really well. Um, yeah, that was really and, good. And then he's like, yeah, the locals, they, they, they know the myth, so they, they yes. think they're seeing the myth. And um, the whole time, I'm just like, yeah, but it has to be the myth. Like, <laughs> it, can't, it can't be anything else. These are like legit yeah. ghosts. Yeah, that, that, that was really cool, yeah. Um, I thought a lot of the, um, well, the, the the drone shots or whatever they were of the city, like they were really nice shots of the city because obviously like a lot of those shots were real locations. So I thought that was, it's a cool little view of these little cities in Europe. I liked the point of view through the goggles. Whenever they put those goggles on and, and had that point of view, that, that was, was cool that shot. Was cool. This is where the budget comes into yeah, play. Yeah, that um, was cool. And another big scene is that where they're running away the first time and the tanks get knocked over by the landmines. I thought the slow-mo of that and the tanks flipping mm. and the inside of the tanks flipping, that was yeah. really cool. Um, and one thing that I really liked was the post-credit scenes where there was this this product, Mike. But this program <laughs> contains product placements. I had a great laugh. You love that, I was didn't like, you? That was, that was great. So yeah. what but the thing is, I didn't pick any. What were they? <laughs> I, just, I, did, I didn't see any. I did not see any. Because I must admit, I, I, you sent me a photo of that screen. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched it and I saw that screen myself. And as soon as... Um, as soon as I saw that screen, it got me thinking. I'm like, "What were the product I, placements?" I, I, I don't think there were any product placements. So uh, obviously, like, it was must have been pretty subtle references yeah. to the actual. What's that? Unless it was like who, who he works for the DR. Maybe, unless it was like the weaponry or something. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Like, that was like, yeah. Um, it was only a really short and small scene, but I also liked the scene where they were making the dirty bombs, and he kind of went through seeing them all doing their different kind of production line thing. I thought that was really cool as well. There was a um, one of the first scenes when he's still at the sort of home base and. Klein's chatting with Dr. Mandala about um, after he's just shown them what they can do and he's like, why are you using it on people? It's not... It's a really nice scene and I think it, it led itself to a lot of other scenes in this film that set up the background and even like the ethics of the characters mm-hmm. humanised them, made them feel real. Like I feel like in that three or four minutes I learned so much about Klein, Klein as a character. Yeah. Um, and... Sometimes films can labor on that a little bit too much and you sit there and go, yeah, I don't need to hear this. But I just thought it was done really well. And there were so many things in this film where I reckon they took an extra minute or two to explain things just so you could understand yeah. without, without you know, trying to feed it to you. Yeah. But just giving you enough to not be like, what's going on here? Yeah. I thought, I also, th- I mean, what you were saying before about kind of the scenery, the, just, the, just the look of the war-torn city, like the buildings and everything just looked really cool. Looked really well done. It just the... Yeah. Look, the, it looked really, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can, like, just a, a city demolished by a war. I, I thought that was r- really shot well. Um, I'm, I'm out of good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy... Yeah, they're my main ones. I'm happy, so, I reckon almost... I don't know if this is, like, 
a scene per se or it's just like a really great bit or a really great, great character arc. But right at the end when, um, what was um, Emily Mortimer's character's name? Fran. 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 When she says to Klein, when they're when he's pulling out the cords on all the bodies or all the brains or whatever you mm. want to call them. And she's like, oh, this is why you came here. Um and he's just, and and you you hark back to what you what you know, what you know about him and he wants to like make a difference in war as to like not kill innocent lives and he doesn't really care about the research side of it he just wants to do what he can to save it so her saying this is why you came here had a complete different meaning to why he actually came mm-hmm. there um, and he finally got himself into a position where he could make that difference and she talks about you know don't forget about the bigger picture but the bigger picture to him was trying to stop all this, you know, savage... So I read that the bigger picture to him was like they had that... It was like them looking into each other's eyes and I was like, oh, they're trying to tie in this love scene at the end. And I was like, that was really bad. Nah, because his original conversation with with Dr. Mandala was about, you know, no, why why do we need to be killing people with all this sort of technology? I was sitting there going, oh, this this is cringeworthy. Like The the music changed as well. And I was like, oh, don't try and turn this into some love connection they're trying to tie I was worried they were going to like have a kiss at the end or something. (laughs) So that's what he was even better when when he finishes. And then that guy goes, oh, you know, I told you wouldn't have to unpack before you went back to Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that he just walked straight back on the plane. He didn't, like, there was nothing romantic between them. True. Um, That was really good. And the only other thing I wanted to mention was the nice little, I'm calling it a bit of a throwback to Ghostbusters when they're all zipping up there. <laughs> yeah. They all of a sudden got these new, these new uniforms. Yeah. Like they're literally Ghostbusters. They're out yeah. there trying to kill ghosts. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. I definitely thought that was a little nod and I liked it. It was well done. All right. Can I get going on some things that annoyed me? Go oh, for it. All right. So you spoke about the lab team before um, and I thought that was good character development for Klein but I felt the rest of the the men in that room were really um, frustrating and that they were just representing this, you know, the government that we want this, we want this. And, you know, that was the one bit of CGI that really did my head in when they had that cube. And I like, it reminded me of like watching an episode of sort of CSI. It was like, they got this cube and they're just like, boom. And it's like, oh, wow, look ice, at this. Was like, ice cube thing. Yeah, yeah. the ice cube thing. Um, so, yeah, that annoyed me. Um, and then like literally, so we, we spoke before how we really liked the pre-title scene. But then when um, they take Klein to the secret sort of headquarters, it's literally like they retell that whole story of what we'd already seen to him. That's true. So it was like, you could have, you know, make, get him up to speed without informing us as the yeah. audience. So that annoyed me a little bit. Um, and then what did you guys think of that scene where, um, where Klein comes out and all those macho soldiers come and sort of have a go at him? I like that. It felt real. It felt pretty typical yeah. action movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're the you're the nerd, and we're the. I think I've got the one guy Cabrera stands up for him, and the rest are like. See, I, I, I think it was more because like he's because he's taken like a weapon off their car to put on a camera, and I think like I, I think he tells them afterwards, you know, this this, this um, create all these weapons pretty much. Oh no, sorry, sorry. He 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 tells Klein like why they're upset, you know, like this this truck or car, whatever, you know, is like their home. They're really, you know, protective of it. It, it saved their lives so many times. I thought, I thought it was like kind of warranted that they'd be quite angry that he's removing a weapon from something that saved their lives. It was so a bit cheesy times. though. Like they it was, yeah. Um, but I, I didn't have an issue with it. Um, like I said before, I assume that you didn't like that no, scene. I didn't, then, like, didn't no? like it. I thought I was like, mm, no real need for it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, like I said before, the scenes with Fran. Um, so, the, there was a scene where um, Klein's sitting outside and having a drink and then just like staring at her going, yeah. oh, you know, she's, she's, on the phone. she's a hard ass. It's like, mm, yeah, okay. Like that doesn't really help her. And then it's like, um, 
you know, when she gets cut across the face and um, Klein goes over and wipes her face to see how she's going and, you know, and she's miraculously the one who can speak the language out of all of them. I oh, felt, in, in her role, I'm not surprised that she had yeah. that kind of... Yeah, I, I, I understand that that's the sort of character that you put in there, but, like, you know, you needed more... I don't know, she needed more to do in that film. I agree. She was... Um, so I didn't think anything of her until all of a sudden she was on the mission. And I think that's why they popped in that scene of them of them watching her sitting on the phone and they're like, oh, yeah, she's coming with you. I was like, oh, really? Like, what is she? Who is yeah. she? Like, yeah. yeah, I agree that they didn't really flesh her out very no. much. Um, we spoke before about that first scene where they go in that building and you guys like the action in that scene. The action. <laughs> <laughs> like, all those, like, that scene, all the soldiers in there, I had no care factor for them. Everyone who we'd been built to so far in the film to care about was sitting in the tank. So to me, there was no... They were all expendable. Yeah, they were all expendable. So to me, there wasn't any real um, real loss of the, those people that were dying in there because, you know, the, the people in the in the tank were the ones that we want to survive. I agree. I don't think I don't think I really... I was worried about the guys dying, but I think it was recognizing how inherent this danger actually is to the people I do care about. So when mm. I put one of the characters in there to, like, go in there and then you actually have fear for them. Yeah. And I think maybe that might have been to do with that well, to that little scene where you are introduced to the soldiers. That's the only time you really meet them. Um, but even, yeah, it would have been nice to put yeah. the captain in there because you knew that he was mates with Klein and mm. you kind of cared a little bit when he died at the end, but it would have been nice to have him in there maybe. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then after that scene, there's this Sergeant um, Chen guy that just rocks up out yeah. of nowhere. It's like, where'd you come yeah. from? <laughs> where did he come from actually? That's, that's a question I have. That's so, right. So this, he rocks up. So my thoughts are that he was in that building that they went into and he somehow got out of there. So the guy stayed in the tub and he ran and was hiding in this building that they found. Yeah, because I, I must admit, I'm like, yeah, I've, he I've missed something. came from nowhere. I think I've missed really something. Explain it, yeah. I don't think. He just came he, out of I mean, way. obviously part of another team, but... Yeah. We're not, not sure what team, Utah, where but he, Yeah, he but he made comments about, oh, is that guy still alive? Yeah. Sort of thing. So he yeah. obviously knew the guys that were in that... That but, building. And then he was referring to... So I'm not sure if he was in Team Utah then? I think he was. Yeah. I think he was? Because I think he said, I'm from Team Utah. Yeah. He was like oh, okay. com, the comms guy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so, no, I think he said... So the other guys were in a building. He was in a truck somewhere. Yeah. Because he was comms. So when they all got killed, he was he was in the truck. So that's why he's still alive. And must have just maybe been hiding in his truck still until he saw... But then he was just in the building though, with him. I didn't yeah. see him like run from anywhere. Yeah. He was yeah. just like, hey guys. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Save so, me. That, that was a bit weird. <laughs> that, um, was, that was a bit weird. And then they're, like, they're going through all the equipment like, oh, I've got so many broken goggles and you know, we've lost our goggles. And then um, Klein's just like, well, maybe the camera can help us. It's like, oh, gross. It's like he loves that camera so much. Um, and then, you know, conveniently that camera. Conveniently <laughs> that, that building has a transmission tower so they can call it out. It's like... Remind me very much of a video game, and I'll probably talk about that a bit later it, on. It reminded yeah. me a lot of a video game. Yeah. Um, it was like Ark, wasn't it, when they were trying to call the um, like the airstrike yeah. thing or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so then there's that scene we talked about before where the tanks all come rolling in. They've all got these big lights so they can see the ghost. So he worked his ass off the night before to build one of these little things, and he's given them the communications on how to do it. And then all of a sudden, there's a whole. They must have worked really hard. A lot more resources. Yeah, the whole team though. A lot more resources back at the base. It did annoy me though when they kind of figured out that they could use the iron shavings to pull back the spectrals, and then the the tanks just come in and just like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've already told them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I could have saved all these lives. 
And then when they get evacuated on that helicopter, there's this shot where they're in the helicopter and they're looking down. There's all these ghosts. I'm like, how can you see them? You don't have a light on them. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, they're taking over everywhere. They're in all the streets. Okay, well, you just told us the whole plot of this film is you've got to have these lights to see them. So that really annoyed me too. That, that was quite a mistake there they made, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> what did you think about the, the ceramic tile? This underlying thing with the kids that was sort of like the relationship. To me, it didn't pay off because, um, you know, we they told us that the ghosts couldn't get through it. And we saw that through the bathtub at the start. And it meant something to the kids because that's the factory where worked, their dad worked. Mm-hmm. So this factory where they were doing this experiment or whatever, what did they need ceramics for? Protect themselves, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it got overthrown, so... Yeah, I, I mean, I just thought, like, I was like, I liked that idea, but it didn't really pay off because I was like, yeah. what's the point in the ceramics? Like, they built it up well, but it was no... I liked it when they killed off the little boy, to be honest. That was that was when they were letting you know that they're not stuffing around. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah that's, that was good, yeah. actually. It did annoy me a little bit, though, when they're, the the sister was trying to get save the brother. <laughs> yeah. and, like, it's like, you could easily grab her. so grab her. Just, yeah. just, just away. stop her. Like, oh, I can't quite reach her. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, so they build that mechanical Rottweiler. That was sick. That, that was, was sick. awesome. But what did it do? Um, it just like walked, <laughs> it just around. walked it just around, around just, shooting. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just another it just, soldier that can't get killed. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could have like shown it, you know, doing an awesome job against the ghost in that battle. And it was just like, I did. No, it was walking around like yeah. firing. Just appreciate how cool it was, man. <laughs> it was super cool. It was a robot rock wheeler. Soldier. <laughs> That's when they're like, hey, we've got a $70 million budget. We've only spent 60 yeah. um, What else should we do? What other <laughs> extraordinary thing can we do that yes. is so crazy? By that, that point, work? I'll be honest, by that point, I was so in on this film. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what I want to see right now. I feel like they could have cut... There was about five minutes in this whole film just watching Klein putting stuff together. <laughs> like in multiple scenes. Like putting yeah. together, putting together, putting together that... Like the guy was obviously a dead set genius. genius yeah. yeah, I found that interesting. That stuff. Well, that was one of your scenes yeah. you liked. Mm, I um, liked oh, 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 like the dirty bombs going together. Yeah, yeah. more like the team. team. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, near the end, the Bruce Greenwood guy from Avatar does like this pep talk, and he goes, "This is the place to change the future." Bad pep talk. Yeah, mm. and, and now is the time. Let's do what we came here to do. And I'm thinking, I'm like, hang on. That's there's only there's only two of them that came here to, to beat the ghosts. The rest of them were there to beat the insurgents. Mm. So that really did my head in. And he's from Avatar, is he? Is, I might be completely wrong. He's from Double Jeopardy. I'm not sure if he's at, can't remember he's in Avatar, but he's, well, in, I've been, he's in Double Jeopardy. I got the completely wrong guy. Like, I know who you're thinking from Avatar, like the same, same, sort, of same sort of role. Yeah, okay, no, I'm, I'm completely wrong. So I don't know. In my notes, I've written guy from Avatar. He's in Good Kill in like a really similar role as well. I probably should he's, have um should have looked he's up. Actually, actually Judd's husband in Double Jeopardy. Yeah. Place Beyond the Pines, Flight. He's in Place Beyond the Pines, isn't he? My bad. Um, so anyway, and then at the end when they all go should up to the... Yeah, that, that should have been my It should have been my DB. <laughs> He's in Star Trek, Jesse. He's in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what I was thinking so, of. Um, a lot of things that, not, that aren't Avatar. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> anyway, and then at the end when they all go off to fight, he's the one that stays behind with the girl. He's meant to be the leader. Surely the leader goes and fights in front of your men. It seems more of like the bureaucrat bureaucratic type though but why is he giving them that pump up speech like let's go get him let's go get him and was, I'll stay behind while you guys the, he wasn't, yeah because he wasn't in any missions or anything yeah he, he seems more like the guy on the ground not not the soldier yeah this takes us back to Beast of the Nation where we're like yeah. why doesn't Idris Elba yeah. go fight yeah. which I'm completely fine with like yeah. somewhat you know they're, they're not all like the infantry men some people are you know the higher ups bureaucratic yeah. types which I think is, is fine yeah and last thing the last couple of minutes Klein and the friend go into that thing and he's like, oh, it's a weapon. It's like, yeah, I think I've worked that out. Thank you. <laughs> That's me done. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was, uh, that was really cool when we figured out that, because I, the whole time, just assumed like 
it's spirits. And this is going to be a cop out. That's fine. But it's yeah. spirits. It's spirits of all the people that have died right. in war. And um, when it wasn't, I was like, ooh, okay, I need a bit more convincing. But I really enjoyed the fact when it was, um, okay, they're, they're basing it on their what, carbonating molecule, molecule, molecular mm-hmm. yeah. system of human body, whatever. I was like, okay, that's cool. But I want it to be like actual individuals because these um, spectrals are, it's all well and good to base them physically on the human form yeah. but they're performing like humans like they're moving and they've got yeah. they're thinking so when they had that scene with them linked up to the brains and linked up to certain individuals I really liked that because I was like I kind of want that to be the ending but I don't think they'll go there yeah. and when they did go there I was like excellent that really adds up in my head I know there's so many like crazy far-fetched <laughs> ideas in this yeah. but they explain it enough for me to be like okay like when they say like iron shavings can slow them down I'd be like, I'm sure that doesn't happen, but I have no reason not <laughs> yeah. to believe that. I'll just believe you. So at least yeah. you tried to explain it to me. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like they did like, kind of explain that well and it worked out well. I didn't like when you found out they were man-made. I, I was really into the ghosts and the spirits uh, and that's how I wanted it to be. And when you find out it's actually man-made. That, I give him more credit. It disappointed me a bit. Yeah, I... I I can see what you're saying. It's, better, just, it's a better thought out yeah. idea rather than like, hey, it's ghosts. Why are they there? Oh, I, 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 was, I was all in on just a soldiers versus ghosts movie. Like, I love that. That sounds fantastic to me. So I was going to talk about this later, but so we understand that it's like a, it, they were building them as soldiers yeah. and they've sort of gone rogue. Mm-hmm. So they go rogue. What's their direction? Why are they killing people? Like, is that killing them? Like, to me, that was the biggest the biggest thing in this film that didn't go well with me because you've got these ghosts that are going rogue. Why are they then attacking everyone? Do they think that by attacking them, that'll set their bodies free? So one of the reasons as to why they were killing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, fair. If you go rogue, like, yeah. do they think that that's going to release their bodies by killing all these people? Like, That sort of did my head in a bit. Either because, way, they were kidnapped effectively though because they're all locked behind a wall and they're probably... Yeah, but to me, that doesn't explain why they're killing kids. That doesn't explain why they're... Like, I understand if you're fighting military people, but they kill a kid. Like to kill, to kill a kid, that's a real big thing. Like yeah. there's got to be some, you've got this main villain and you don't actually know the reason why they've gone rogue right throughout that's the whole a, film. That's a really good point. That's I didn't fair. think of yeah, that. That's fair. Because, you know, I, my big thing that I liked about it was the fact that they're using this human brain. So the idea that they're thinking like humans because that suggests that, that they'd be thinking, okay, so we're ghosts. We want to release our bodies or release our whatever's left of us. It's a really good point. They, maybe they still just see them as the enemy from the from the human brain. They're like, you know, these these guys are still the enemy, so we still have to destroy them. Or had some of the manipulation that had been doing the bodies just overridden their, their humanity. Yeah, yeah possibly. Being like, we're just, we're just weapons. We're designed just, to yeah, kill. Yeah, 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 so that's what we do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. But that it would have been nice to have a little heart for that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that would have been... Yeah. Um, so any anything else that frustrated you guys? Or do you want to have it? What are some of the themes that we've seen it? I think it, tr- it tried to say a lot of things. Yeah, like the horrors of war. So the the bad things of war mm. and, and you know death and it definitely shows you what is death. Yeah, especially I guess with that with the little kid as well. Like a lot of like showing that no one's safe kind of thing. Like anyone can die in war. Yep. What did you think about like the science thing? Like were they saying that? science can be used for the betterment of humanity or that science is dangerous i think they were trying to say that i guess kind of a lot of movies say in in the right hands it can be used really well but so often it falls into the wrong hands who can easily use it for destruction and mayhem yeah you've got klein as one side of the story where he's literally everything he does is to do the right thing yeah Yeah. he designed the weapons as a deterrent yeah he wanted the goals to keep people safe he wasn't. He didn't want to flash freeze yeah. the water supplies and all that sort of stuff. So he wanted to do it for the betterment of humankind. But then you see, 
the other side of things where they were building this kill army. Kill costs. Like, yeah, building yeah. this army to kill at all costs through... And which one in the end won? Like, did Klein win or... Yeah, he did. He did? He like, stopped them. The armies no more. Yeah. But then at, at a cost. At a cost. And then, so what's going to happen to all the insurgents now? They're just going to get wiped out and then we just see, like... I don't know. That's I'll, a separate... Yeah. That's like a separate sequel. <laughs> that, that probably goes away from the science yeah, side, of, side things. of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why, you, that's why I want to read the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might answer some of the questions yeah, that we've yeah. got as well. It, um, probably might, it probably would actually, wouldn't it? But a good film shouldn't have to... You shouldn't no, have to I, agree. I agree. You shouldn't have to do that. But it's nice to expand the universe. There's a little bit about government intervention as well. So like, why was America there in the first place? Why then anymore? Yeah, but like I'd like a, an explanation saying, oh, you know, we're on the side of the, the yeah, this they country. Might, or, might have been yeah. called in for help from someone. Yeah. I guess yeah, they didn't explain their, their no, purpose their of being there. No, so yeah, that, that was annoying. Or even like what war it was, even like who they were, who they were, yeah, who, who they were originally fighting, the insurgents of whoever were taking over that country. Yeah. Um, and then, like, there was a line in there. I was like, um, I think Klein said it. He said, everyone is biased in one way or another. Um, and I thought that was really good in this film as well mm. because they might have all been working as a team, but they all had individual motives that they were all working towards. Like, Klein wanted to do the right thing. Fran wanted to keep her job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're all they're all doing separate things. Yeah, which which hark back to mm. why everyone thought that yeah. the spectral yeah, was something, something that it wasn't. Or, mm. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Cool. Any, anything else? No. So, what do we take out of the film? What was good? What was bad? I think, for me, I was all in on the first hour. I was hooked. This was awesome. And I said, I, I, I didn't enjoy it as much once you found out it wasn't actually ghosts. It was more man-made. It was pretty late but in the piece that you found that out. I, th- I, th- I think it's about an hour and five minutes in. Was it? Where Klein says, where, where they're in that thing, oh, and okay, Klein's yeah, like, they're sense. man-made. Yeah, because it was a whole fight at the end. Yeah. yeah. But oh, first hour, I was hooked. I, I was in. I, I felt like the production values were really good and I like big budget, but mm. I do like sci-fi to have a little bit of meat to it and I wanted some power for the ghosts. So that's what sort of let me down a little bit is that, you know, I wanted to know why they were attacking people, like that, like why. So yeah, my, that, that aside, because I do agree with you, that would have been nice to have a little bit of explain, explanation there, but I felt I, I'm, I massively got my payoff with the enemy because I was not expecting it to be what it was. And then I was hoping it would be that, and then it was that, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm satisfied by this. And I think in general, I just thought that the whole mission explanation was really clear the whole time, and maybe it was a little bit too slow explaining it. But I think the last thing you want to do is get lost twenty minutes into a sci-fi film yeah. and be like, I've just got no yeah. idea what's happening here. So I do I do appreciate that they did that, and I think it helped me really believe those some of those. Um, far-fetched ideas like those iron shavings and they yeah. articulated it to the audience pretty well um, it just the whole thing was reasonably well thought out and they mm. had given it the time of day to think okay we're going to make this this film well let's do it properly and I, I appreciated that would have been cool in the cinema yeah Definitely. super cool, been cool. Been cool in the yeah. cinema the, the surround sound on that would have been yeah really cool. would have made great viewing yeah a lot of the battle scenes and the fighting and stuff yeah it would have been really good on the big screen I feel like the start of the film made you made it out that you have to think really heavily. There's a lot of heavy dialogue at the start. I put, I like, put on subtitles yeah, in the first time. I got really, yeah. really concentrate, work out mm-hmm. time. But then in the end, I was like, you don't really need nah, to concentrate you didn't. That <laughs> at all. Nah, subtitles are still handy at the start though. Yeah. IMDb. When do we jump on? 
Uh, pretty early. Um, Dr. Mendala. Nah, I think about. you're going to have the same one as me. But, I mean, he's in... <laughs> Stephen Root is the, is the actor's yep. name. He's in so many things, but most recently, obviously, Get Out. Yep. Okay, um, yep. But okay. quite famously, Gordo from uh, Dodgeball. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's a Dodgeball guy, wasn't um, he? Yeah. Lynn Boyle, Charles' dad in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and he's also in yeah. um, in True Blood, Eddie the Vampire. Yeah, um, okay. But he's in tons of things because I think every role he's in is kind of minor. So yeah. he's got time on his hands to do a bunch of films. Yeah, I was the same. He's though. good. Is that yours? Yeah. Get Out, um, the guy who gets Chris's eyes, or was going to get Chris's eyes. Um, oh, spoiler alert if you oh, haven't yeah, seen Get Out. If you haven't seen Get Out, yeah, you shouldn't be listening. Um, and then the second <laughs> <laughs> the second one was um, that Sergeant um, Sergeant Chen, that dude that just rocked up. Oh, yeah, I was, like, was going to check out what he's been in. Nothing. It was just a lot of TV. True Blood. Okay. Oh, True Blood. Just random little characters. I love True Blood. Yeah. One was... Uh, Captain Cabrera. Oh, yeah. Because um, I, I was okay. p- pretty certain I knew... I, I thought he was from Colony, which is a show I've recently binged, and, and he was. He played, he's played. he got a, a semi-lead role in um, C- Colony. Yeah, cool. So I just wanted to double-check it was him. I don't know that show. It's decent. It's decent. All right. Got any questions we want to ask? I don't know why. Would you guys have cased your armour in um, iron shavings? Yes. Like, I felt like the most obvious thing to do. Yeah. When they figured out like it deters him a little bit, I'm yeah. like, pour it on. Yeah, get, like, because when they first he found all the shavings, I was like, oh, they're gonna put themselves in it, and they just yeah. made bombs out of it. And yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, let's yeah. just roll around in it and it's cover like yourself in under it. Walking Dead when they put all like the dead but yeah. body parts on them to get through all the zombies. Yeah, would have thought they'd do a bit more to protect themselves. Yeah. Now they know because they had they had so much. of they it. They seemed to, didn't they? So much of it. Hey, let's 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 protect ourselves. Missed with opportunity. Client yeah. client should have thought of that. Yeah, and you should have called ahead to tell the other guys, don't use normal. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's true. Oh, by the way, they don't react <laughs> yeah. to bombs at all. He told them all about the camera with the light. That's for your normal weapons at work. And, it would have been and good you never forgot to tell them something. It would have been good if you had seen him be like, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, I read this and I really liked it. Um, I can't remember it was a quote. They go, Spectral revolves around a series of travel and battle quests. Get this technology to this location. Find the missing soldier. Get this piece of information. Use it. Activate the next step. We meant, it's like a video game. It's, it's video literally game. like a video yeah. game. So I like that. And quite a few times as well, you kind of got like that first person shoot of you. Yeah. The, the, goggles, the soldiers are walking around to the goals. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so we spoke a lot about science. I spoke about the ghosts. Um, the spectrals. The spectrals. There's one thing. So the first attack, the soldier comes out and he goes, it's killed 19 men. I was like, geez, that's real specific. So, they go, so I wrote it down. I'm like, 19 men were killed in that first attack. And then at the end... Um, Bruce Greenwood, I'm not going to call him the Avatar dude. <laughs> but, uh, Bruce Greenwood comes in and he goes at the base and he goes, oh, our base has been compromised. 240 of the men were dead, but 19 survived. I was like, that's got to be done on purpose. You so don't have only a 30 still, is that what you're saying? Not what? 11 plus So 19. you have 19 oh, that are killed and then 19 survived. So what's this, oh, what's 19? Sorry, right? sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was just like, there's something, there's got to be something significant about that number 19. Unless it's just... Um, Director's favourite number. Yeah, well, they've just gone copy and paste on the text and gone, no, it's, <laughs> it's got sloppy <laughs> screenwriting. <laughs> That's know. interesting. Yeah. Why would they do that? I don't know what, like, you have, so you have 19 killed and then 19 survive. So is it like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've got nothing. To, I just thought it was an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Because no one would have picked up on that. No. It's brainy while being brainless. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> anything else? No, I've got no more no. questions. All right, oh, let's, let's uh, go around the table. We're going to give our rating out of five, like we do with every week. So, Hita. 
Um, oh, this was an enjoyable movie. That's right up my alley kind of movie. Yep. Ghost Bear Soldiers. I was all in from the start. Thought like the, the battle scenes and the war scenes are really cool. Um, I, I like the cast. As I said, I wasn't, wasn't a big fan of when kind of the, the story turned into kind of with our man-made kind of things. But overall, I mean, it was a pretty decent watch. I enjoyed it. I give it three out of five. Good. MJ? Um, it was a little bit predictable in terms of the overall story arc, but it answered the questions I wanted answered in the way that I wanted them answered. Um, it didn't really miss any important parts that would have left me feeling a bit cheated. Uh, and I thought it was well enough thought out and constructed. Good performances from the cast, particularly from James Badge Dale, and pretty high quality production. Really engaging ride. Three and a half stars. Ooh, good. All right. Um, so I do like a good sci-fi, um, but this isn't a good sci-fi. It's a good action film. It's a good war film. It's not a good, not a good sci-fi. Um, so the production values, like I said, they're high and it's very watchable, but it was missing that oomph that, you know, that underlying sort of message. So, um, yeah, it was like watching a, a good video game. Someone like sitting there on the couch watching someone else play. I could never watch someone <laughs> play a video game. Although lots of people do that, don't they? There's like yeah, channels. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. So this week, I'm not going to forget this because last episode, I forgot to go around and work out our average of the film. So heat up out of five. What's our um, average together? That gave us an even three out of five. Three out of five. Oh, good. That's like even out of three yet. No, that's pretty even. That's uh, that's good. So three out of five. So if you do like a, a good action film um, with a lot of action, <laughs> oh, it, it's a good movie just to sit back and enjoy it's good fun. and, yeah, and, good and fun. just yeah, get just, impri- yeah. and just get lost in the story. Yeah, and all once the action, you're in, like, you're in. Yeah. I, I got in really quickly. Yeah, I was in from the start. And you're some in. of the things that I'd probably nitpick in other films, I was like, no, nah, I believe yeah, this. I'm, I believe I, it. I, I yeah. want this to happen. All right, so social media, we're going to put a question up this week. As usual, I haven't shared this question with you guys. Um, was science depicted to be a good thing for humanity? And we kind of put it to us. We did put it to us a little bit. <laughs> you did. I did, in different words. Um, yeah, so overall, is, is it a good thing for humanity? I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. In the right hands. In the right hands. In, in, in the right hands. It's got to be in the right hands. There's always going to be people that are going to use it for, for evil. But in the right hands, it is. Because in the end, science had nothing to do with them being victorious. It was about being able to pull a plug. And it was not easy. No, it wasn't easy. It was very hard. It was a big fall. So get on social media this week. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Flix Forum. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. I wasn't sure if he was going to fall into like the abyss when he pulled that out. Because there was a whole thing like... You know, he's got to pull this plug out. It's going to be really hard to do. And then he did it. I'm like, oh, he's going to fall. Like, he's going to die. And then obviously, <laughs> looking down, I was like, oh, it's just a big bit of water. But then when he actually fell, it was just like a little Yeah, it was like, wait, it would have hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next week, we are going to be looking at the 2016 drama Barry. Um, it, it's I've seen this one. So Ooh. when it came out, so a long time, looking forward to the rewatch. It's based on Barack Obama's. Yeah, um, I didn't life. know that until I looked at it. So cool. it's directed by Vikram Gandhi, starring Devin Terrell. Anta Taylor-Joy, Jason Mitchell, Ashley Judd. Juddy. Yeah. Jenna Judd. Elfman from, um, what's Jenna Elfman? Dharma and Greg. Oh, right. Jenna Elfman, Dharma and Greg. Stroth. Ella Coltrane, Avi Nash, and Linus Roach. So take the time, watch the film before our next episode so you can join in with our discussion. Yeah. Cool. As you wait. Yeah. Always a good time to catch up. So oh, um, thanks fun. for discussing Spectral. This has been, been a good one. Good one, yeah. And um, we'll speak to you guys next week. See you, boys. See ya. See ya.